Welcome to the Emo Social Club podcast, broadcasting to you uh, again, semi-live from EmoSocialClub.tv. I am Lizzie. Brian is at home uh, working on unpacking and still moving, so it's been a little bit of time, but we hope that you are enjoying the last bit of summer and also getting ready to see all y'all at Riot Fest, too. So yes, we're still doing just a single-person intro. We're on a little bit of a break, but of course, we have backlog episodes, so don't worry. We are never too far behind on anything. We do have a guest coming up on September 1st that we will be announcing sometime this upcoming week, so make sure you're tuned into our socials. It's a band that we all really, really love and enjoy, and we've seen a few times this year. Um, and they're just real homies, so we're really stoked to be able to talk with them on the pod finally. Besides that, we've just been taking it easy, being kind of chill. You probably noticed just not too much activity, just a little bit of a wind down month. Just get our shit together and chill out for a little bit. But if you want to keep hanging with us to keep involved in the conversation, hang out with us over in our Discord. Um, and you'll also get whatever crazy shenanigans is going on over there. We will also have a Riot Fest planning area of that. So if you're planning to go to Riot Fest and you want to hang out with us and just meet everybody else who's in the club slash cult, definitely join in there and coordinate with everybody. We met up last year and it was such a rad time. On this week's episode, we have Forever Came Calling. We talked with Joe about the 10 years a contender, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, his own uh, pizza oven that's coming with him on tour, and a lot of other chaos that ensued. So this is something we're really stoked about. It was a really, really fun and entertaining episode. And just so you let us know that you liked it and also found it fun and entertaining too, make sure to uh, go rate and comment and subscribe and subscribe uh, over on Apple Music, Spotify, the Odyssey app, wherever you listen to your podcasts so we can get those those numbers up, those ratings up. We love to see it. You love to see it. And also just hit us up over on our social media at X, the Emo Social Club X on Twitter and on TikTok and at Emo Social Club on Instagram. One day we will get the regular ads for everything else. But until then, we do what we do. I'm not going to keep up any more time. We're just going to jump on into it. So here's our chat with Joe of Forever Came Calling. Welcome to the Emo Social Club podcast, broadcasting to you live from emosocialclub.tv. I am Brian. And I'm Lizzie, and we're talking with our friend Joe of Forever Came Calling tonight on the podcast. Finally, we rescheduled, so we're so stoked to have you here. Thank you for having me. I'm stoked to be here. I'm, uh, real quick off the rip, I feel like it's pertinent. Just want to say 100% pro-choice and pro-trans. My name's Joe Candelaria. Just saying that. Just want to get that yeah. going. And then we Turn off it. the pod now if you are. Yeah, uh, yeah if that. you leave this chat, good. Because you don't support it, mm -hmm. good. Get out of here. We don't want you. <laughs> On this, the final day of Pride Month, don't be an asshole. Don't be an asshole. Truly, you have literally the, till the end of the night. If you can't do it, that's on you, and you're a bad person. Yeah, that, that's all of like tops. What eight hours on the West Coast? Tops eight hours. Yeah. Listen, your entire work shift. Okay, just think of it that way. I gotta go to work and not be a hater. I don't know a if I can hater? do it. Devin's like end of the night. Damn, how long is this interview? It's until you get it right. Yeah. Until you until you stop. Fucking it's until up. we go through all the paranormal lore and Joe becomes a believer. However long that takes is to him. That is too long. Uh, we we know that you're doing your ten year. We were supposed to have you on before you did so, uh, uh, so what fest. So we we we're gonna talk about that and obviously that's a whole thing that we can get into. But now we're just getting prepared for your your uh, contender ten year anniversary tour. Uh, why don't we uh, why don't we talk about that? Let's. Let's tell people what's going to happen and why they should be there. So we, uh, yeah, our first record contender turns 10 this year. Um, we put it out in, I think July, I know the date, July 24th, 2012. Um, and it's cool. Like we FCC, um, we were like definitely in that whole, like, I guess third wave of pop punk. I don't even know what wave you'd call it, but that mid two thousands, Hey, puppies, knock it off. 
<laughs> um, we're definitely in that wave, and it's kind of cool because through it, like you know, we got to really become a full-time touring band. We got to do cool stuff, and then I think you know the part that no one ever tells you about is like at a certain point you kind of got to figure something else out. Um, so it's cool that we started talking about doing a show at Chain Reaction, and then that turned into a tour. It was a very like very cool thing, and um, the more that you know, we kind of dug into it, and um, I thought about it. It's like okay, like there's a lot of really really cool stuff we could do to celebrate this moment because we're not really sure. We we definitely want to do one more record, but I think the older I get, the more that I'm like, this was a really cool moment that's like special. And sacred, even if it's just to me and the people that care. But it's something that I want to make sure that, like, we're celebrating and, you know, having celebrating it the way that we want to celebrate it. So there'll definitely be some pro wrestling angles, like the artworks inspired heavily by pro wrestling. We're uh, thinking about doing a contender world championship belt. So there's just like, okay. all kinds of like <laughs> all kinds of cool stuff going on. Is it gonna be like whoever? is the last person standing in the pit gets the belt of the evening or like of the so entire tour? I, so what, right now what we're doing is um, the idea is we're going to have a couple of different wrestling matches and there'll be uh, bracketed tournaments. We're working it out. So like, if this doesn't happen, like you never heard <laughs> this going to happen. But, we'll go um, back to leave this out. <laughs> but, but the, yeah, redacted. Redacted. Um, but the idea is to kind of like, like I love pro wrestling. I think it's a very important um, culture builder. I know like just being from like a small town in the middle of the desert, it was like really cool to see like people like The Rock being out there and being just like authentically themselves, you know? So it's, it's always something I've really loved and respected. I think it's the Shakespeare of our time. I will say that on record too. Damn. Okay. All right. Um, so we wanted to build a couple of cool matches. Zicky Dice, who used to sing in a band called Heart to Heart, he's a pretty predominant uh, pro wrestler right now. But yeah, so we're, there's some cool pro wrestling angles. We want to get, you know, hopefully work with like Zicky. He's just been crushing at Impact Wrestling. Um, he, I think he could tell a cool story. And also, honestly, like I would love to watch a pro wrestling match and play a show. That's like Joe's ultimate day. Maybe if there's like some like pizza and action figure collecting thrown in there, that would be the perfect day. But pro wrestling and live music is good enough for me. <laughs> now I've never been a pro wrestling. I I shouldn't say I've never been a pro wrestling fan because like the video games and all that were a lot of fun to play with friends growing up. And like, obviously like, you know, being a bunch of young dudes, it's like, there's going to be somebody who's into it. And I was like, no, I'm not really into that, but this Dragon Ball Z thing, like that gets me. Ooh. And it's like, oh, it turns out they're the exact they're the same. They're the same picture. So uh but like it always was that I'd be like really into bands that all of a sudden they they'd have a song that was on like a a, a soundtrack or something like that, or they'd be the song that like somebody would out to walk out to, and I'm like, okay, like there's clearly a very strong musical connection here to pro wrestling, even though it wouldn't like really strike you off the top of just like yeah there's music and 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 dudes slapping each other like just you know <laughs> hand in hand well i think that like that um i grew up in the attitude era and so i think attitude era kind of got lumped in with like like that uh underground culture you know so i think that like mm -hmm. wrestling and, and punk rock were kind of like adjacent they weren't really in the same spaces but like there was a lot of like venn diagram overlap mm -hmm. um I think that like there was we also had a lot of uh also if i start going off on a tirade of pro wrestling stop me because that is like my favorite shit in the world we'll let but, it happen <laughs> but um i think that there's like a lot of like you had a lot of people coming up at that time that were like challenging like the generation x right like they totally leaned in like being metrosexual like being like yo like you don't know like china like china is the most beautiful woman ever in my opinion and like you know like you had her being out there like repping the world like the intercontinental championship like no woman had ever had that and this is like the early 2000s so it's kind of like especially at the time very crazy concepts and i think that like the more that a lot of my friends that are in music still are very into pro wrestling and i, I think that what i've realized is like that counterculture is kind of what the overlap is and so i think like it's cool especially now if you're into like aew and stuff like you have 
so many great like stories being told from different angles and like you have you know like i don't know if you're into joseph campbell if you ever read any of his stuff but he has like um follow your bliss like that's like his whole kind of thing and he talks about like the hero's journey like if you look at the bible to star wars right like it's essentially the same like hero concept i think pro wrestling's just done that with like better dramatics like like it could be considered game of thrones level type like oh yeah this many characters these are the storylines everything is just kind of inner interconnecting there's always like uh uh betrayals <laughs> it's well, like, well, like k-fob right like so that's the idea that they're supposed to keep up this character regardless a lot of characters now like especially with social media you can't really do that the same way because like you'll lose your fucking mind mm-hmm. like you literally will split personalities so a lot of people don't but there's still that like culture of k-fob of like you're supposed to believe like when they're on tv you kind of have to believe but then you have like the mcmahons who are just you know not great people and their life is so wild that like you're like i don't know what's real or fake here because that dude's clearly like probably paying for sex like and that's <laughs> fine but you're weird because you're a boss and you shouldn't pay your employees for sex like correct yes that, that is hundo p correct in every single situation yeah, that always threw me off though because i'm like you can't it's like you own it and you're also like a major player and participator in it and I'm like, that can't be real. That that have to be, that has to be like the character of the owner, and the real owner is just like some dude who like doesn't give a shit at all, isn't part of it at all, and is like, why would they think that he owns it? It's like, well, he's playing yeah. the character of owning it, and this guy's like, ah, eh, I don't know, fun. Well, but like let, that guy's just him, another actor. For me, goodbye. <laughs> yeah, but it's, then it's like, no, 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 he does own it, and it's like, mm, I that in itself, why like. It's like if you were Jeff Bezos and you were like, I'm going to shop at Amazon. Like, you know, dude doesn't shop at Amazon. He's just like, no, I just own it. Like, whatever. But he's not like, oh, let me check what's on my site. I, no, there's no way. Yeah. No, like that'd be like Jeff Bezos delivering your Amazon package. You'd be like, yeah. <laughs> You'd be like, happened? sir. Yeah. yeah. Then and then acting he like he's not change. Jeff Bezos <laughs> or acting like he is Jeff Bezos and being like, mm-hmm. I'm Jeff Bezos. Here's your pet. And then we don't believe him. And then we're like, wait, is this gaslighting? And then it's like a whole back and forth. <laughs> wait, is this gaslighting? Wrestling is just just professional gaslighting in a cage. In it really a is. Cage. It really is. And There's it- a cage involved sometimes and it's just professional <laughs> gaslighting. And so a bunch you- of people saying I'm the best in the world. Dude, I'm pretty sure this is like heavily an American thing. <laughs> like, like, I'm the best at football, and it's like, guys, we don't even play football here. What are you talking about? It's different. It, it's the game we play with our feet, not our hands. Come on, this is this is my tight five, guys. I hope it's I hope it's sounding oh, good on no. the pod. <laughs> but you don't even play it with your feet. It's fine. Don't even play with your feet, man. <laughs> <laughs> so. We're here. We'll shift a little bit back from pro wrestling, but maybe to how um, there's more girl bossing versus gaslighting. You know, the triple G's girl boss, gay, keep gaslight, everything. But how this transition working out in your head, the the triple G, but how you are coming back for 10 years of contender going on tour and what it's, this is going to end up being for you more. I know you mentioned at the top that, there's might there's going to be some new music coming but you're not going to be focusing on that now you want to kind of expand upon it but can you tell us what other things to kind of expect from this tour with friends of the pod pollyanna home safe handguns and nominee so so we have uh pollyanna's like a great band there uh i hate to say this because i feel like anybody that has a high register voice gets compared to like paramore but I feel like the pop sensibility of Paramore's there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also just, they're just smart songwriters. Like that mm-hmm. band is incredible as far as just being, I, I feel like it's very rare that a band can figure out how to be like indie or underground while also just having overt pop sensibilities. And like, they nail it. Like they just ride that fine line. There's really cool guitar parts going on. Um, our old agent Brad Wiseman sent it over when we started talking about the tour. It's like, oh, I'd love if you'd consider them. And I hadn't heard of them before then. And it was just like, yeah, this is a no-brainer. This is so good. 
So it's, it's really cool to see them. Um, they have slime EP. It's an EP, correct? Not a, it's, or is it a four? I think it's an LP. It's an yeah, LP. Full. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think it's their, it's their first debut. That's what it was. That's okay. That's what it was. So it's coming out or it is out on Last game. Surrender. So that'll be like, that's really cool. They're, they're a young band. That's just, um, I think that's always exciting, especially for me now that I'm a little bit older, like I'm not old for like the world, but I'm old for like this shit. Um, <laughs> like straight uh i've become the i've become the sister and knocked up just like mm-hmm. anybody remembers that um but i think like it's cool for me to see uh like young bands get to like not tour for the first time but see different parts of the country and like you know like fall like you get to watch them fall in love with the parts that you fell in love with and i think that's super cool for me um we have Deathlands. They're from LA. They're like just a great like rock band. I think true to like just being like a little bit grungier. Um, not like grungy, grungy, but nice. I like that a lot. I also like that they're like regional to our area. Um, and I don't think they've been to the East Coast yet, but I could be wrong. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm excited about that. Home Safe are just like homies. Like those are like we toured with ryan back on the heart attack tour with uh man overboard and transit and his other band knuckle puck so he handed us like the first home safe demos and uh at the time it was just him so it's cool to watch that band like grow and evolve and turn to like this really like straight up like foo fighters badass band i I like that band a lot for that reason and Mm -hmm. ryan can play any instrument so it's insane um handguns those are some like the oldest homies like we've ever had that band uh literally like kind of showed us the ropes they uh there's this cool network in the like 2010s like that a loss for words work like worked out uh maddie was a big networker he figured out how to like build this cool underground diy routing and shared it with handguns who shared it with us and like that's how like all of us got put on because we just you know, I remember Jake Langley teaching me like, hey, like, let's just be everywhere all the time. And then we went on tour together for like 12 weeks. And it was just like one of the best. That was our first time through the full U.S. So it didn't feel right not doing these shows without them. Those are like our oldest friends and all this. So I get the sense that even as, you know, an artist that's been in the scene for 10, 10 years, like you're, you seem to be staying very close with bands that are coming out now and and doing new things and staying influenced by like the new guard, I guess. Well, I think there was like a lot of like to the triple G gatekeeping when I came up. There's mm-hmm. a lot of like cool guy shit. Like mm-hmm. I always hated it. It like I remember, um, like I was I came like I was a chubby kid my whole life. So like it was one of those things where it's like that was always part of like this weird gatekeeping thing. And then when I realized I was a part of music, it's something that I just decided like, okay, if I ever get to a place where I can help others, like that's something I don't, I don't want there to be this, like these weird, like social hurdles that people have to get over just to like be seen as like relevant. I feel like that, like, right. Like if a band's good or not is so relative to like what the listener hears, you know, like there's, you know, I think that there's a lot of culture, especially in, um, when we came up that was like very competitive and very well if someone's doing something good then that means i'm doing bad when Mm -hmm. in reality it's like well someone could do something good and i could do something good and we could both just do our good thing right like Mm -hmm. like someone eating doesn't take away from you like it's just (laughs) and uh, i'll eat yeah exactly so i think i think the young younger generation has that fully in their head so it's very easy for me to embrace because it's like it's watching like these weird ideas you had in your head be brought to life by people that are just like, nah, fuck it. I'm not going to partake in that. Like, and it's cool. It's inspiring. It's much more like normal now. I feel because more people are more open and accepting because I know at least now because pop punk has become much more like diverse, not as diverse as it should be, but much more as of recently it's more it's opening more gates and there's more inclusivity talk happening now again like there's still a bunch of white dudes in pop punk bands yeah not being great white dudes in pop punk bands we get it but i feel like we're on the this diverging track where we're finally gonna get this wave of new artists and like just 
people who are more accepting and open about things now than we probably ever have seen in this scene. Yeah. And I think that's like super, super cool. And it comes from like those pushbacks of, um, yeah. And it's, it's cool to see that, especially with like, you know, I think full on like pop punk has a big problem with like misogyny. I think that like, right. Like I, like, and I've fully partaken in that when I was younger. Um, I tell people like my whole life, I thought I was, and I wanted to be a feminist, but until you start actually trying to do that work, you don't realize like how subvert like the patriarchy is and how subvert like those ideas are. And like, you know, there's a lot of like suspect lyrics. There's just a lot of suspect. Like, I think that like, I'm a political science major. So I've moved into a space that like, you know, things like sex work, like that's just work to me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's just like, and I think like when I was younger, I was raised Catholic. So there's like these very like indoctrinated beliefs that like, not that I ever really believed in it, but it's just like all, you know, right. So you're just kind of like unlearning and then having to relearn, like, you know, how to not be an idiot. It's great. Lizzie, <laughs> I feel like you have thoughts on that as a. Yeah. As a, as a Mexican Catholic, I also understand yeah. that. So <laughs> I, I tell people I was like, when they ask what my religion is, I was like raised Catholic. Like, I, like, I don't like, it's so in me that like, I have to like be very hyper aware, but mm -hmm. it's not like my frontal brain at all. Yeah. It's like the Catholic guilt that'll come out and like the snap in the moment. You're like, uh Oh, uh Oh, I'm in the danger zone. What do I do? <laughs> I'm going to hell. <laughs> is hell real? Like, is this it? <laughs> Is this what's gonna do me in? I gotta go to confession right now. Yeah, yep. Like Good we like like we were saying earlier when we were doing like um, you know, my brother in Christ and I said my bestie in Christ, because I like to call Brian Bestie and he hates it. But I made this funny meme that's really cursed. So when we were at um the Stan Atlantic show, he came up with like the sign of the cross and then you dab when yeah. you say the father, son, oh my and when he did it, I kept doing it the regular way. And he's like, no, 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 you have to do it backwards. So you hit well, that dab. And I'm like, I can't do it's about, it. it. It's about wrong. the momentum. It's a whole it's thing. The whole thing. <laughs> whole thing. It's about momentum. It's about, yeah, you, you get it. It's like dance, you know? You the pulse is back to you and be like, this guy needs to run PR. Like, this is, this is how we get the kids back. <laughs> this is how we get the youth back in yeah. the college. This, this in Fortnite. We're going to get a, a downloadable. Fortnite? <laughs> That's going to be a new Fortnite dance. Character. Yeah, just... You've heard that your kids like dabbing. Would you like to learn to dab for Christ? <laughs> <laughs> no. They're going to recruit Lady Gaga because that's a part of her bad romance dance move. So they're going to bring that song back and then incorporate the Bestie in Christ dab on the Fortnite dance field game. I don't know what Fortnite does much, but it's all going to be in there. Just, they're, there's uh, 40 of them. It has I'm nothing to do with Fortnite. It just is the name of it. No, but Fortnite is a way to the kids. Fortnite as a, a creation now, but it means nothing about like the actual like cause it's it's two weeks, but it's like doesn't mean anything about it. It's just a game called Fortnite, and you're like, I hate it. I hate the internet. I hate all. You can indoctrinate kids in two weeks. I mean, look down. at the cult mentality. <laughs> let's just let's just uh, let's just move along. You can indoctrinate kids. Yeah. Lizzie might be getting a little bit too into how do we make this PR for the Catholic Church? It's like, well, the last thing you want to do is say indoctrinate kids. I'll go ahead and put that as the lowest bar on the list the of things we're doing. Things yeah. to things <laughs> With to Fortnite. <laughs> Looking for some new music? The club has your back with our bangers only picks of the week. Pop Punk Minnesotans and Friends of the Pod Unturned drop their first single off of their upcoming record that will be out next month. It's called If You Know. Unity Texas has some ways that you don't burn out with their new song of the same name. And if you're looking for some good vibes, you can get some good karma with the latest song from Young Culture.
If you like what you hear, make sure to check out our Spotify playlist, Bangers Only, to keep up to date with the hottest tunes. But I think overall in the scene, like, you know, there is a lot of misogyny. And I think there's like a really relevant, um, like current example I can think of. The artist scene queen. She basically makes like old school, like think of like old Hollywood undead. So it's like really like, she, yeah, she back that it. ass up energy. But she has that, but it's her singing it about like dudes and chicks, what you know, whatever. And everyone's like, oh, why is she doing that? And it's like metalcore. And they're like, that's not feminine. You shouldn't be singing about that type of stuff. It's like, okay, but you literally do that. Yep. You literally do that. Um, I think that's like so wild because people who are, you know, people are like self-proclaimed like feminists. They're like having these hard critiques on people, on women who are trying to be <laughs> more in control of like sexuality or just sing about it mm -hmm. more openly and like provocatively as their male counterparts do. And they're like, mm -mm, not that. I don't want to hear about a G-string. Yeah, not from yeah. you, but from someone else who's a guy. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> that, that is like a, a weird part of just like, I think that especially in America, like, like we come from Puritans, right? So like the culture widely is like, will repress your sexual desires. And it's like, I'm human. So, you know, maybe I don't talk about that at if I went to your church, but like, <laughs> if I'm just living my life, like I'm a human, I get the full experience. Like, and it sucks that women can't really own that space. Not that they can't. It sucks that society has, like, kind of cruxed them to, like, as soon as they step into that power, it's like, oh, mm -hmm. you're, like, that's too much. And it's like, why, though? Like, why? We want you to succeed. No, not like that. We yeah, want you, yeah. We, no, we, we want you to succeed, but over there, you know? But over there, but in the way that we think is okay, but we can still put you down for it, so we still have control over. It was like yep. the one girl. There's like Chloe and ha um, Haley, I think, and I know that this one girl's supposed to be playing the new Little Mermaid, but everyone was like really sexualizing her, like as soon as she turned 18, and she was like, "All right, fuck it. If you're gonna sexualize me, I'm going to sexualize myself and take control of the situation." Then everyone was like, "Why is she wearing things like that? That's too revealing." And she's like, "You literally." Did this to yourselves yeah well it's like that like uh billy eilish like her whole thing with like immediately being sexualized as soon as like she's not wearing baggy clothes and like she's not even 18 it's just like that is like perverse on levels mm -hmm. that like you you shouldn't even have to like say right like it should just be like hey that's a child maybe like you know I just let them be a child and figure out their own bodies because it's already hard enough to be a fucking child with a changing body. Like, mm -hmm. like, I don't know. Dudes are weird. Uh, As a dude. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, and and for somebody like so, Billie Eilish just makes banger banger music after after song after song, just so good. And to be like thrown into this world where it's like that's your experience with it is just like, dude. Like that, that really bummed me out. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, dude. Like she's like a, she's a kid who makes fun music and is having a great time and has like written some of the best songs we've heard in a long time. And you're like, going to just ruin it for everybody. Like just shut the fuck up. Be normal yes. for like 10 minutes. <laughs> like be 10 minutes. Just fucking be normal. Yeah. Just be normal. Be chill. Like be chill. It's very like, I mean, we know parasocial relationships are fucking weird, but, uh, Certainly this like idea of like dudes that are like, I'm gonna be parasocial and super fucking creepy because it's the internet and these aren't real people. I'm like, what, what's parasocial? I don't know that term. Uh, it's the idea that like you, you watch like a content creator, musician, actor or actress or something. And, and you start to connect with them and feel like you actually know them. So let's say you watch like a, a an actor in every movie that they're in and you start to feel like I know this actor. I, I know them. I've hung out with them. I watch all their interviews. Like I just know who this person is. And you clearly have never met this human being. But okay. in the connection that you build in your in the connection that you build through your interpretation of their content and the way that it creates that feeling within you. Like so if you ever had like somebody come up to you at a show who's like, you know, forever came calling changed my life and all this and they feel like they know you and it's like I've never met this person before. This is my first time interacting with this person, but they have this entire relationship with you built up in their head. That isn't real. 
usually like it's fine. Everyone kind of does that in some different way with like any form of media because we don't have this. We don't have a brain that was built in order to watch something and people that we don't know doing things on the Internet at any time we want and build like a normal relationship with that. That's just not yeah. how humanity was created. Uh, so it can be fine. It can be something where you go, OK, being weird need not be weird or like I want to like like kind of break through that barrier of like it'd be weird for me. But like I have had this entire experience with your music that has changed my life and you don't even know about it and i feel like the next step is like i want to tell you about it i do think there's like a healthy way to do that i think most people don't do it in a healthy way yeah no it, it's very much like a really easy pipeline to be in a parasocial relationship and then something some event or something said just triggers you to go into the stalker pipeline and more often than not you do see that happen okay because you become so obsessed with it that um like for example there are people who have been in parasocial um relationships with like youtubers who have just mm -hmm. stopped creating content for whatever reason and once they you know they there's no other way for you to really connect or talk with them especially if they're like i'm gonna go off the social media i'm not posting anymore so you have like nothing to latch on to people will like absolutely lose it like they just they're like their best friend just died i remember when jenna marbles went off the internet people were yeah. like losing it <clears throat> she left because yeah. she was like this is too much right she yeah somebody tried to cancel her for an old video that she had already addressed and was like hey like i know what i did was shitty it was a different time in the early 2000s and like i've learned i've done this this and this let's just move on and then people just basically started harassing her trying to dox her and her husband and she was like this isn't worth it anymore um bye and like peace out mm -hmm. pile on the internet pile on the internet pile on that's always a uh, interesting I that's you know, like I, I like I don't even have like a I mean obviously it serves a purpose sometimes but it is weird like when the Supreme Court like tells women that they don't own their bodies like you should dox the fuck out of all of them but like you know like when a youtuber just quits making content like because they did like I've been wondering like I said like I poli sci major right if so, if someone does something shitty, like there's parameters, right? There's obviously outside of what is okay, like not not that any of it's okay, but there's like someone's clearly a racist and like just is like this is who I am. You don't have to accept that. Like right. if someone you know used the R word when they were in eighth grade and like it was you know 2001, like and they don't do that anymore and they understand why that's not a word that you should use. Do we forgive them or do we hold them to like this weird moment that happened in eighth grade when we all probably have weird moments that happen in eighth grade? Like, right. Mm -hmm. Like barring, like, I'm not talking about like anything sexual or anything like that, but it's just like words. I think it, um, and I'm like a big, like black lives matter supporter. Like that's where I'm at. Like, I understand like words have power. Like they do. Mm -hmm. There's words that I don't even think about like accepting at all. But if someone understands the error of their ways or why something's wrong, like, do we invite them back in? Like, what do you do there? And I don't have an answer per se, but I do think it's something that our generation should start thinking about. Because I think that if you're calling someone, I don't like, I don't like to call people out anymore. I like to call them in. Like, why? Yep. Like, why did you, like, why do you think that's okay? I don't understand. Mm -hmm. If you could make me understand, but if you can't and you get uncomfortable talking about why it's okay, then, like, maybe you should revisit that, like, on your own time. Like, but, you know, I'm out here reading the X-Men too much, so. Well, yeah. And also, how do you like the X-Men and yet also still be racist, I think is really strange. It's like... uh, It's like the entire premise just go... Yeah, like, you can't, like... Okay, look, I'm a big Marvel fan, so I'm gonna get into it. Uh, yes. Stan Lee, being a Jewish-American person and writing a lot of these stories based on his experience of family in the Holocaust and, and moving from Europe to the United States, living in New York, growing up in that environment. And then like people just don't fucking get it. And they're like, Iron Man, big, big boom from hand. It's like, no, you're like, dude, there's big so much more here. Big boom from hand. It's like, you're just missing everything because you're like, Oh, there's like some action and Wolverine goes snick, snick and everything's over. It's like, you're, you're missing out on like, 
the nuance of Magneto being a survivor of the Holocaust written by a person whose family was survivors of the Holocaust. Like that shit is so deep. And you're just like, Oh yeah. Like that dude's awesome. Okay. Let's all just. Yeah. When people don't get like, I uh, just went to this, uh, it's called the national convention for equity, diversity and inclusion. Um, Encore. And they do like a bunch of panels about like how like how to be more inclusive and like I'm thinking about getting into educational administration. So it's for stuff like that. They did a panel on comic books, actually, and like how how important it is for culture and how it shifted culture for people our age, especially because Mm -hmm. exactly the points that you bring up, like we were smart enough to like some of us were smart enough to be like, oh, I see like like this is bad. (laughs) Um, And it was it was cool to see, like, learn things about Stanley's happy accident, right? He said the happiest accident that he ever had, and he and he didn't, and he's very, like, he's such a great dude, was a great dude. He was very clear that it wasn't on purpose because he didn't want to pretend that he had this big plan, mm-hmm. but he said he realized it, and that's why I think Black Panther went the way that it went, was Spider-Man was completely covered. Mm-hmm. So anybody could be Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. So he's like, we didn't realize how important it was that spider-man has no like discernible features besides superhero but he's mm-hmm. like at that point anybody could be spider-man which i don't know if you're how into like uh black panther you are but did you do you know the rollout of that comic and like what they like how they like rick rolled the comic world in the 70s no i didn't i don't know really rick rolled, but like that's the, the, <laughs> the loosest term i have <laughs> so they built up this like Black Panther is one of the best characters. There. He might be the best Marvel character, in my opinion, mm-hmm. because he challenges things like capitalism and that the West is the center of the universe, which is, mm-hmm. I think, important ideas. Um, he was completely covered, came out like all these nerds are like, yeah, this Black Panther guy is the man. End of the first run, pulls his mask off. He's a black dude. And they're like, God, what <laughs> just happened? Like, like, and so you introduce a world of like, predominantly white males to like this hero that they looked up to was just a very strong black king Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like african king and it was like that's a big culture shift right there it didn't happen right in that moment but i think it sparked a lot of ideas that like come later it's comics are the shit like all that fucking rule like there's so like so many levels to it that like i don't know i hear a lot of people talk shit about the marvel movies because it's like they're just a bunch of like dumb action sequences i'm like no there's like some good quality stuff even in the movies which like are obviously way more easy to consume for the majority of people and like uh i i will say all the comics i've read i'm like wait did i miss something in the comics that i need to go back and read and it's like yeah i'm like i'm just gonna read the wikipedia page i I think the big thing is with marvel is that one it's become so oversaturated that it loses all of its vigor and like meaning at this point Mm -hmm. And that so many people just watch it as that fun superhero movie. And when you actually, like, think of it cognitively on a deeper level, then you're like, oh, shit. But nobody really wants to think of it as that way. And at least for me, because I'm not a big Marvel fan solely for that reason. And because there's just way too much going on, I don't have time to watch all those movies. We have time. We have time, Lizzie. We'll sit down. We'll get get it started, starting from Iron Man. Would you rather watch it in chronological order by release? chronological order by the movie like when the movie takes place or my preferred way Uh chronological order by scene what because then you have to yeah oh look what about to blow your mind about to blow your mind there is a person who went through all of the movies through endgame and took scene by scene when they happen so like if there's a flashback in the movie that part comes first. Like all the Thor so movies have these like YouTube compilation. Okay, wait, yeah. what? I need, I need <laughs> this version. I need yeah. this version. You have no idea like how much more sense the Marvel Cinematic Universe is if you watch it in cinematic order by scene, and, and, and like see like where it all fits in of like timeline order of the entire storyline. And you're like, whoa, okay, this is some heady shit, and it fucking works, and it's awesome. But I will say, uh don't have that conversation outside of your podcast with people who are like-minded because they're like, you sound real stupid, right? You sound, you sound like aggressively nerdy. You sound like, yeah, you sound a little bit too into it. Like, I mean, I know, 
I know people who are dead ass like I like they take the persona like I am Captain Marvel and I'm like mm, you can get away from okay. me now thank you we're gonna go back to parasocial <laughs> relationships you got some weird friends Lizzie <laughs> you gotta I get the normal were, friends I didn't say they were that close friends all right they're they're there oh, well, they listen to the there. pod I'm letting people, them know weird people make the world go around though right yeah to an extent to an extent within within relative limits uh yeah I mean that would be like <laughs> Granted, I'd be more concerned because I'm a big Watchmen person. Like, that's my, like, Watchmen graphic novel. Great, yeah, I, I collect great... all the different covers. I collect all the different variants. I have, like, a big artifact edition of it behind me. Mm-hmm. Like, that's my that's my ship because I like how, like, it makes you really think the entire time. Like, who's the good guy? And it's like, plot twist, there's no good guy. We are all terrible people. We are all bad. We are all bad. But, like, there's so many different angles that it's cool. So if somebody, like, rolled up and like, I'm Rorschach, I'd be like, uh-oh. <laughs> Uh oh! Someone that went really over someone's head there. Yeah, yeah. and it yeah. often does. <laughs> See, I should have shown you this video the other night because I know how much you hate Edge Lords and comics, and we all know that Batman is just a dude who decided to. I like to comics. Beat up. That's I like comics. I have a lot of graphic novels. I think one that like stands out that really scares me that I can't read that often. I think it's called Breathers. I have it over here. Breathers. Um, oh yeah, it's called Breathers. So it's basically like these people. You're in like a dystopian s world where all the air pollution like is terrible and it sucks. <laughs> Lol, EPA just absolutely getting wrecked today. <laughs> um, where people EPA have got to buy today for sure. Yeah. yeah. So it's like people have to buy canisters of air to go outside, and if you can't afford it, then you like die. And then they come to find out later and are like, LOL, the government was scamming us. Mm-hmm. And I read that and I was like, uh-oh, this is uh, too relatable right now. Yeah. I got to put this down. Like, it's a really good graphic novel, like art-wise and like story-wise. But I was like... It's the nonfiction part uh-oh. of it that's scary. And I think that was from like the early 2000s, too. It is. That, that's terrifying because capitalism will last for that. Like, like, it'll, like, water is being traded on, like like wall street i believe like that mm-hmm. that yeah that that should be one of the most terrifying things anyone's ever heard like we all die without water like you you know like you should your, your bank account should not determine if you get water like yeah. uh this is not about your music and it could be <laughs> um here's the thing i love where this conversation is going and i'm just like mm-hmm, yep now, so now anyway, uh, will your new pizza business be the lifeblood that we all know <laughs> to be, and can we liquefy it into water? I would, I would love that. <laughs> Buy pizza, get water. <laughs> Ultimate pizza. Uh, you got to tell us about your pizza. Like, we're, I mean, we're we're from Chicago. Pizza's okay. a thing, you know. It's important. Okay. It's how we survive. It's uh, you know, it's when, our lifeblood. It, it's our our marinara in my veins. Uh, <laughs> not so, sunset in your veins, like Fall Out Boy said. Marinara in my veins. They're from Chicago. Sunset I guess. in my veins. Yeah. Well, that's a great song. I know. <laughs> uh, so, so, pizza, yeah. so yeah. So during the quarantine, I um just got bored as fuck, and I was like, you know what? I bet I can figure out how to make pizza dough. And then, like, anytime like we were touring, I'd always like want to try pizza. Like, pizza's my thing. So. Like Chicago deep dish is great pizza. There's like ten. There's like true Chicago style, which is like square cut and not deep dish. Like yeah. that shit rocks. I can't. That's our that's our general oh, yeah. preferred. That is the yeah. best. You have to style. go to like the yeah. south side too to get like the good tavern style. Yeah, it's like yeah, that like that rocked my world. My my family from Tinley Park is the ones that actually showed us it. Like, um, so it's just cool. Like you go everywhere and pizza's like a little bit different. Like I, I do think that like. There's like Chicago and New York are beefing. Like I, I'm one of those people that's like I respect both. I just love mm-hmm. good pizza. Like mm-hmm. um, my favorite style of pizza is St. Louis style, which I don't know if you ever had that, but what that is, is that? Uh, I think Jets. Is no, that's Detroit. No, that's Detroit. Uh, what shit. is St. And Louis Roots style? is Quad City style. It's Emos. It's it's called Emos, and what it is is they mm-hmm. like I get for the story I was told is they had a, a real big. Uh, large like Italian population in the early 1900s um, and they couldn't make provolone cheese for some reason locally I, I don't really know why but they could get close mixing it with American so they made this cheese, cheese called Provel it's a cross between provolone and American 
and they top the pizza with that. It's on a thin, like, cracker crust. It's cut up, like, Chicago-style square cut. Anytime you're in St. Louis, recommend I-M-O-S. Emo's. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a good spot. But to my pizza, so, yeah, all this pizza knowledge. <laughs> um, I just decided to get into, like, okay, let me try. Watched a ton of YouTube and finally got a crust that I like. They started showing my friends, having them over. They're like, yo, you should try to sell this to people. And I was like, all right. So I got my street vendor's license. And um, my favorite favorite comic book's probably Ninja Turtles. So mm-hmm. called Cowabunga Pizza. And each pizza is named yeah. after the brothers or a character on the show. Like the in my perfect world, I would just if you came up to get pizza, I'd be like, "Who's your favorite Ninja Turtle?" Like who? Would you, you guys each answer. I think I'm gonna go Donatello. So you'd get a pineapple pepperoni. Like you're kind of smart and sophisticated. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. But like, it's not for everyone. I use a bow staff because I don't want to hurt nobody. I just want to let them know that they've been hit. Wow. Like, okay, all I'm saying is every every other that's Ninja big, Turtle uses a fucking big, blade. And then Michelangelo is like pineapple on pizza energy right there, bestie. Dude, I want to know I want someone to know. I don't want someone to be that badly hurt as so, my turtle character. Tonight go on a Reddit dive of why the Ninja Turtles have the weapons they have. There's like a whole fan theory that Splinter pick So Donatello's a gadget guy, right? Mm-hmm. Your weapon's a fucking stick, man. Figure it out. <laughs> like, he yeah. doesn't get anything fancy. He just gets... Yeah. All their weapons are supposedly to bring out, like, the worst parts of their personality so they have to work on them. Donatello's always relying on other stuff to get him out of situations. He gets a stick. His brothers yeah. all have knives and blades. It's, I'm a nerd. I'm a through-and-through through nerd. No, I'm loving this. This is, like, the That's kind of shit great. where I'm just like, dude, that. let's get into it. Let's get into the Ninja Turtles. I know Rap you've got all else. this stuff we're trying to promote, but damn, have you thought about Ninja Turtles recently? Get super heady on the turtles. <laughs> but yeah, so it's been cool. It's um, I, We do like a Neapolitan style. Like it's like, I'm always trying to take on New York. I'll never get there, right? But like, I just aim for that every day. Mm-hmm. Has a nice, uh, I have a good crack. I have a good undercarriage and it's soft in the middle. So like, I'm super proud of the dough. Um, <laughs> We do like all kinds of crazy stuff. We like the Michelangelo pizzas, mac and cheese, like on a Ooh. garlic cheese bread pizza. That sounds so good. The last Ronin, um, <clears throat> which if you're into the comic at all, like the last Ronin is a comic line you should 100% check out. Um, it's about the death of the Ninja Turtles. Wild. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but uh, that's like a garlic cheese bread with some pistachios and some hot honey on it. Like there's Ooh. like all kinds of like. We, me and my friend Carrie do it together, and she's like the best bartender in the world. We do it at her bar, so it's a uh, it's cool. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. And you're bringing that to, your, to every stop on the tour. Yeah, I'm gonna bring my oven with me. So I'm gonna do like certain nights. So I need three days for my dough. Mm-hmm. So places that I can like like I know we have time off in Nashville. Um, I think we have a little bit of time around Chicago or time where I can like like uh get it prepped for me because i have like these weird like yeast measurements and stuff that i'm like all right eight hours in 12 hours out eight hours in <laughs> it's all weird but like um I, I sometimes try to use my adhd for good yeah exactly but um yeah so i'm, I'm gonna bring the oven with me and then do pop-ups wherever i can that'll probably just be like free like i just want to like be like yo what do you think of this pizza <laughs> You're my test, my test subject. I, I need the feedback. Yeah, do the feedback. Were you like posting about like how you were trying to figure out the logistics of bringing an entire oven on a tour? Yes, hundred <laughs> percent. Like hundred percent. I so I I owned like I had like two full like put through like my first job was at Papa John's, so like I knew like that's where I start, first started learning how to make pizza, and they have like a like rotating ovens right so you just set it down walk away i have to like hand cook mine mm-hmm. i have two ovens that are rotating ovens and i was like i could put those on a trailer like get a generator in there <laughs> then i was like maybe i should just play these fucking songs and not suck at that <laughs> maybe i should play these fucking songs like every band <laughs> now has I'm to have show? i don't know like no 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 i i don't think so i think it's like 
like people are going to talk about the band that brought a pizza oven and made pizza like like the singer of the headlining band made his own pizza brought it on tour with him with ovens in the back of a trailer like that sounds fucking and awesome. And gave it for free and yeah. said, I just want feedback. Just tell me if it sucks or not. Nah. Yeah. yeah. You guys are selling me on this idea. There we go. Yeah. No, you got to make it happen. Yeah. All right. I'm going to I'll figure this out. You'll we'll have to there, come uh, up to Chicago, be like, this is better than Chicago style, then everyone will try it. Yeah. I'm not saying that in any one city. I oh, don't. no, because it's going to start. It's going to make people be like, oh, really? And they're going to eat it. Then they're going to get you, give you actual legitimate feedback. Yeah. <laughs> fucking sucks. You should quit. I just, <laughs> just undoes all the therapy I've done. I just... <laughs> <laughs> the one night in Chicago. I was one night in Chicago. Night. Change it up. <laughs> just get ripped. Up. I get doxxed for that. <laughs> <laughs> This guy says his pizza is better than ours. Get him. Get him. It's like, as soon as you talk shit, though, everyone's going to go, I got to try this. And I do think that most uh, uh, most people in Chicago are very open to any anything. Like, we have been very, like, I'll talk to people where it's like, I think this is the best pizza. But the pizza I eat the most is, like, Papa John's at 2 a.m. or... Uh, you know, uh, Little Caesars because it's right there. And how do we feel about Little Caesars? What's everyone's thoughts on Little Caesars? I love Little Caesars. I have the app. <laughs> I, I'm an. Italian <laughs> from Little Caesars. That's like, shit, like I, oh I don't yeah, know. the crazy bread. Yeah. Ooh, I have a T-Mobile, so there's one T-Mobile Tuesdays. Like, you get a free pack of crazy bread and the sauce if you buy literally anything. And everyone in my family is on the T-Mobile plant. I'm like, guys, it's all of us. So, uh, yeah, I think the sauce, I don't know what it is, but their sauce in the little dipping cup, it's, it just tastes mm-hmm. so good. I don't know what it is, but it just tastes so good to me. They're, they're uh, I, I think they're, they're, they, they have to put straight sugar or crack or both in the sauce. Cause like, why it's, not mm-hmm. both? It's something like, <laughs> <laughs> I love crack, but I wish it was sweeter. It reminds was sweeter. me. It reminds me of tomato paste. And my great grandma used to like take like chips and or something and dip tomato paste as a snack, and I do it too. So I think that that's why. Okay. It reminds me of tomato paste, and I like tomato paste. Like I'll just make it as like instead of marinara, I'll use that. Okay. Instead. I don't think I've ever heard you say tomato before, because now I'm like, what the hell is a tomato? <laughs> He's gonna bully me now. <laughs> tomato. It's like that very like. Anyway, it's just you know different dialogues. I don't really care. I'm just like I've never different heard dialogue. Lizzie say tomato before. I don't think you've heard of me say it so continuously. Yeah, I think I, that's probably why. Because I don't never, think like, it's come up. About well, when we talk about food, we're never like. I don't think we've ever talked about it. Because if we order pizza, we're like, oh, do you want marinara or like how much marinara? Yes. Yeah. We're thinking more of the use of the tomato, not the actual tomato we're thinking, itself. We're thinking of the smash version of it. Yeah. Past, past tomato, not a uh, future paste. What about a potato? A potato? What is happening? What is happening, Lizzie? <laughs> what the fuck is happening? Potato. Potato. That's how it's pronounced. Now he's mad. Uh, I need I need y'all to watch Master Chef, and I need you to pronounce everything like Gordon Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay. Selectable potato. <laughs> Two pieces of bread in your head. What are you? Yeah, he's telling me to sandwich. Co- the idiot sandwich. Can you believe Brian's trying to get me to code switch right now, live on stream? I yeah. can't believe. Why can't you be more like Gordon Ramsay? <laughs> That's the code I want you to switch. I'm coming up to you tomorrow with some bread and just doing that to you you better come up to DJ. me and say it's fucking raw <laughs> fucking fucking raw <laughs> it's Absolutely so raw silly. i can hear it's still moving yeah, it's going so I, I did want to ask though because um your last ep in 2018 retro future it charted on billboard which i feel like is very very rare for people in our scene so how kind of was that we honestly been super blessed like as a band to always like uh contender didn't that was like our first outing i think it was like heat seekers or something 
what matters most did and then uh retro future did we've just always had a supportive like awesome fan base um it's weird because we fcc kind of hit that weird gap in time when spotify wasn't there yet record sales were all but dead but for some reason fcc could just always like sell records like we've always been a band that's like oh people want to support this or like that was a time when if you wanted it what you'd have to buy it off itunes or like you know like i think that was when uh downloading shit was kind of like or pirating was down for some reason it was like i'll just get on itunes or listen on pandora um so it's it's, i'm interested in when we do new music what happens because this will be the first time since even with retro retro features released in the spotify era um but we just weren't a spotify band you know it wasn't one of those things so it's interesting to see now that the the field has completely shifted to that as like the you know pre-savings a big thing now I want to see what happens. I'm excited, but we've just been blessed with good fans. And hopefully these fans are also um, stoked on this new vinyl that you have coming out. Yeah, it's the artwork's going to be like, I'm so excited. I'm excited. (laughs) We're announcing it here for all of you. Yeah, we've been like accidentally announcing and leaking things the last like few weeks. So yeah. Just come Don't here if you want to find hot goss before anyone else. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> uh, we're gonna dig into some cool variants. It'll like it'll. It's been contender. I don't think you can buy it on vinyl right now at retail. I think that both pressings sold out. So I think, I think a ten year revisit will be cool. Um, it's it's a short ass record though. It's a straight up twenty four minute record. So oh, yeah, nice. Look, I love me some short songs. I love me some short records. I like to get in, get out, bangers only. Yeah. Move on. Bangers move on only, to more bangers. <laughs> bang, bang, bang. Go home. Get to bed by ten. Yeah. Oh. Oh, if you can get me in bed by ten. Woo. <laughs> yeah, that was the best show of all time. Oh my god. In bed by sheesh. ten. I am comfy. <laughs> and uh, are you you're still on smart punk, right? So this will be a smart punk release? So we're currently unsigned, but we're going to be re-releasing with Smart Punk. Um, we're kind of figuring out, like, I call our band, like, a softball band because it's just, like, a bunch of, like, dudes that, like, have other lives. They're like, well, we get to go play in a band instead of play softball on the weekends. So okay. so it's, like, just FCC, the ultimate softball band. Um, <laughs> so, like, it's cool because we all like want to do this. So that makes it a lot easier. And like, we're, we're just kind of paying for stuff out of pocket right now. We're talking to a couple different labels. Um, but we, we don't, we understand like the importance of ownership now, you know what I mean? Now that we're all in our thirties. So it's like, you got to make a good offer. Like you, you like if you're going to own like in perpetuity things that we put out for you, like then like, you know, it's gotta be sick. It's gotta make sense for everybody. When we were younger that was not the case we were just like please anyone care yeah it's like please care. take me on yeah, it's, yeah. Please, please take advantage of me for the rest of my life please oh my god so yeah. do we have uh fcc baseball uh like jerseys now well we softball, jerseys. That, softball jerseys that's a good idea that's a good idea you can give that one to devin right in the chat just waiting for it yeah <laughs> that's it devin you did it you gave you it. did it. Look at it. It's happening right now, maybe. <laughs> uh, this... Okay, so I know we could talk for another, like, three more hours. So I took the night off. I got to... I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, but we want to make sure we are... Uh, we have a bunch of people in chat, and we want to answer everybody's questions over there. Okay. Uh, so before we go do that, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap up the little pod recording here. And if anybody who missed it uh, and isn't here, you know, that's on you. And, you know, think about your choices. Uh, and maybe one of those choices, I'm going to try to do Lizzie transitions. Maybe one of those choices you could make would be to join uh, the, to- the 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 <laughs> contender 10-year tour and uh, go and hang out. So uh, do you want to plug the tour one more time and just let everybody know uh, where they can find you and any other information, how they can try your pizza, all that good stuff? You're the man. Thank you for the setup. I'm going to try to softball <laughs> this out of the park. There we go. <laughs> um, so otherdesertcity.com. Uh that's where you can get all the contender details, all of the tour dates. <clears throat> We're going to probably be doing a couple different things through the website. That'll, it's also probably where pre, pre-orders will launch. So otherdesertcity.com. 
is our website. You can get us on social media at, at Hey, it's FCC. Just like, Hey, it's FCC. Um, that's Twitter. Facebook's forever came calling, but who the fuck uses Facebook? Uh, you know, my grandparents, <laughs> that's about it. Yeah. Um, let me see what else. For the pizza, the good stuff, Cowabunga, at Cowabunga HD on Instagram. That is the only place that you can remotely contact anything about pizza. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, we're, we're, like, we're really stoked to like be back. So tour dates, state champs show coming up on July 6th, and that will be in Santa Cruz at the Catalyst, I believe it is. Um, so that will be a cool show. State champs, Somerset, us, and – I'm not, you know, I'm going to take one second because I am not going to be a fucking <laughs> not shout out yeah. all the bands playing a show. I will take one second because <laughs> I started a live guy who's like, yeah, I want to say thanks to uh, all the other bands tonight. Yeah. Unspecifically because no. I don't want to fuck it up, but I also don't want to try. <laughs> I also don't want to try. That was definitely giveaway me. Band. Giveaway band. They sound great. Um, they are from that area. They They were... They've been nothing but awesome. They've been working their asses off for the show, so I'm, I'm excited to see them play and see what they do. Um, that'll be really cool. And so that's about all I have left to plug, I think. May, uh, Joe Candelaria for president. Never. No. <laughs> Please, I stop will, trying to elect me. I will say your handles, when it says, hey, it's FCC, I get like an immediate pit in my stomach working a radio, and I'm like, uh-oh, it's the actual FCC, and I'm in trouble. <laughs> I... They're about to fine me 30 grand. <laughs> I'm not, not, not a cop. Not a cop. FCC is not a cop. FCC is not a. That's another shirt idea. You guys are just throwing yeah. out. There we go. We Listen. always end up having merch idea. Fucking, we're gonna tell everyone, like, guys, uh, I know we leave for tour soon, but like, gotta let everyone know we're not cops. Honestly, just a bumper sticker that says FCC is not a cop. I feel like that <laughs> yeah. create more questions than anything. Exactly. Like, but then the actual FCC is gonna be like, no, 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 no. We're, we're cops. cops. Yeah, we're like, no, 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 cops. no, no. We're a different one. <laughs> Just have the uh, the Eminem line from Without Me, where he says, "The FCC won't let me be, or let me be le- me. So let me see." Just shut me down on MTV, but feels like I'm too without me. Wow, Brian's uh, spitting Eminem bars here. All right. Palms are sweaty. It it is your it is He's your culture, weak. bestie. It is my culture. Yeah. <laughs> I I I think that that Lizzie has said a lot of mean things to me, just out of pocket mean things. That is maybe taking the top. Straight up, it's your culture. She said that knowing M and M's without me is my culture, which is like I'm saying it, so technically it is, but also like, oh my god. Oh my god! Brian gets mad when I call him when I call him bestie, though. So yeah, I, I also that's... get mad when you say, "This is what your white culture is." <laughs> like, what do you mean? I like pizza too. I can have other personality types. It's not just mom's spaghetti. It's not just mom's spaghetti. Also, Eminem having mom's spaghetti be a thing is yeah. wild. I think it's still open in Detroit. Really? I think it's still open. Oh, on the, on the Detroit date, I'm eating mom's spaghetti when I go yeah. to Detroit. Yeah, just no tweet out be like, guys, is this still open and will it still be open on this date? Because I'm coming through. <laughs> I'm gonna make a mom's spaghetti pizza. I'm just gonna take their spaghetti and put it on one of my doughs. Oh my! Or, like, ask how many pounds of spaghetti you can order and be like, don't worry about it. Don't worry, don't worry about, about it. it. Don't worry about it. I got an oven. I can heat it up. No, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna just tweet at Eminem and be like, "Thanks for the sick collab. Glad, glad we with Cowabunga. Let's go." Uh, Xavier in the chat just said it is, and he's catering the weekend's Detroit date. That is- All right, so the oh, weekend yeah. and Forever King Calling's opening for him—that's crazy. Oh my god! <laughs> wow, look at that crossover. Crossover. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, we are going to move over to Twitch and talk with all of our friends hanging out over there. Uh, for the podcast listening audience, make sure you're following uh, the FCC. Uh, just, you know, make sure that all the laws that they set out for content on the radio and television and yeah, any yeah. other uh, uh, American new follow. Hey, it's FCC <laughs> on all of your favorite social medias of, of your of your type and persuasion. 
and uh, the vinyl's coming out, the tour's happening, the shows are all coming to a town near you. So, uh, you know, just just put the oven in the car and get to get to Steppen, get to the yeah. show. Get your get, you know, ride your skateboard through the, the sewer team. and get some cowabunga on. Ride your skateboard through the scooter. <laughs> Hang out with your best friend that wears a hockey mask over his face. Yeah, dude. OK, that was like growing up without before I even like knew the Ninja Turtles and I saw Casey Jones. I was like, that's the coolest thing that will ever exist of all time. Straight up, dude, right? Like, I remember watching the the first Ninja Turtles movie and being like, is Casey Jones the fucking man? Like, what is happening? Like, he just wears a hockey mask and beats ass. Like, like that is it. That's the, that, the maximum level of coolness you can be is Casey Jones from Ninja Turtles. It's a golf bag, bro. With wet, like, You're just like, that is nonsensical. Like, that is like... This dude just made... Like, this dude is like, first of all, in by today's standards unwell mentally and needs oh, yeah, definitely, a lot definitely. of assistance unwell. like listen back then they didn't believe in that all right they dealt with the best way they felt and that's how they did it the dude in the hockey mask that guy he doesn't need help he's a superhero he's a little anti it's, like, it's fine no, my dude are you okay my brother in christ my, my casey in christ, christ. <laughs> A Casey and Chris. I'm going to make this meme after this and send it to everyone. Please don't. I keep making these cursed memes and it's on Please my own stop. accord. <laughs> Please stop. Got to keep going. Got to keep going, Brian. For the culture. I say anytime I do something suspect, I just tell people it's for the culture. Like, yeah. Like, and that culture is knowing all the words to Without Me by Eminem. Oh no! Not culture, just the Fuck. culture. Yeah, this is overall. Come Fuck. on, Brian, calm down. I know that is also your culture to be center of attention, but damn. <laughs> well, on that note, now thank you for joining the last episode of the podcast. Uh, we're uh, we're gonna go and hang out over on Twitch. We got a few questions there with everybody. So uh, before we sign off, you know, Joe, thanks for being on the podcast tonight. Yeah, thanks. Dude. Thank you for having me. This is super fun. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening, besties. It was such a really fun and crazy chaotic conversation. Um, I We will definitely be trying to make it out to one of their Chicago show with also Friends of the Pod Pollyanna being on there as well. And make sure you snack tickets to go check them out whenever they roll through your city this upcoming September. Until then, we will be back next Tuesday with a new Emo Social Club podcast episode. I have been Lizzie. Brian is somewhere, maybe at this point, uh, contemplating life. We don't know anymore, but he's vibing. He's chill. We will see you guys later. Bye. Everyone is canceled. (laughs) Saying get him on the stream, but also, uh, you know, when they when they're appropriate. Everything is canceled.